the power of a good, well thought out brand strategy and brand marketing team is looking at all the potential storylines that are eventually going to be need to be told. And so giving someone in growth marketing, demand gen marketing, the seeds to plant into more specific campaigns or more verticalized context. You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a B2B podcast that brings you the juiciest insights from go-to-market leaders and practitioners. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host today, Joe Delamere, and I'm super excited to talk to David Levy on harvesting value and insight into growth marketing. David serves as the Vice President of America's Marketing at Foundever, a global CX leader with 170,000 associates across 45 countries, managing over 9 million daily customer interactions. In this role, David leads a diverse team focused on developing data-driven, customer-centric strategies aimed at driving demand, accelerating sales cycles, and ultimately, improving overall business growth and customer lifetime value. A Brown University philosophy graduate, he has also actively engaged in community involvement, supporting nonprofits in education and pediatric cancer. David, I'm really excited to talk to you. Welcome to the show. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful Friday, and I know we've got a lot of great content for our guests, so we're excited to have you. Excellent. Good to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Well, David, to get us started, why don't you kind of walk us through what is the definition of growth marketing? Well, that's a, that's a good question because there's a lot of different uh, definitions out there. Um, I think originally, you know, growth marketing was more closely associated with growth hacking um, around, you know, the software as a service business and a very, you know, quick test and learn kind of approach. Um, I think over time, it's become a, a little bit broader of a definition around taking a data-driven approach that focuses kind of on the whole customer life cycle, um, acquisition, engagement, retention, revenue generation, um, and also, you know, being closely associated with, with the enabling technology, uh, behind it. So, um, you know, I think, I think the term growth marketing is really just talking about, um, you know, being very customer centric, uh, being personalized, uh, focusing on the entire customer journey. Um, it's not necessarily anything new. Um, it's just kind of a more refined way of uh, positioning marketing as uh, a form of, of ROI for an organization as opposed to an expense. And I think that, you know, over time, uh, you know, the definition is, is changed because I think the value of marketing within some of these organizations have changed, especially I think in the B2B world. Um, where they're starting to see that, um, you know, a more close, more closely aligned sales and marketing effort, um, can actually impact growth in a way that I'm not sure that some of these organizations have seen at the past. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we hear a lot more about the customer journey these days and in thinking about that holistically, could you elaborate on, you know, the top of funnel initiatives involving linking brand to customer demand in contrast to what we see in the bottom half of the funnel, you know, linking more of that prospect to revenue flow? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, brand is absolutely critical to have any kind of success in demand. Um, you know, brand really creates the value in the marketplace. Um, and demand gen and, and growth marketing um, really sort of extracts that value, converts that, that value into revenue. And so um, there's a lot of dependencies on the, the brand and demand relationship, it's, it's, you know, e 
either one on their own can't really accomplish what they need to accomplish. Um, and so the way I look at, at, at growth marketing is the bridge between the, the, the value of the brand in the marketplace and the tactics of how to reach the right people at the right time with the right offer, um, how to manage um, everybody's customer journey from the time they hear about you and start doing their own research to downloading content to um, getting into your lead flow management, getting into your your opportunity pipeline, uh, you know, getting into the sales enablement marketing arena, um, and eventually, you know, whatever marketing can do to help you know convert those opportunities into revenue. So, um, to me, it's one kind of long journey, uh, both from a customer standpoint, from the time they hear about the brand to the time they become a customer, um, and trying to align that internally as well to support that experience along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm curious to kind of double click into that. Do you have further insights that you could provide to the listeners kind of into that idea that while brand marketing establishes the value, growth marketing or demand generation must effectively leverage and, and harness that value? Well, sure. I mean, so, you know, the, the, the brand in and of itself, you know, there's the brand promise of, you know, what is it that the brand stands for? What's the value proposition to them? Um, how do they how do they view the brand uh, in terms of you know the competitive landscape uh, within their own industry as to you know what what they need out of a certain brand um, you know all of that exists in, in forms that the brand can control and also can't control you know you read articles that are you know written by third parties or analysts or things like that a brand's reputation comes not just from what you put out there but from from what people add to it um, but. Unless you have a way of, I don't know, getting that brand uh, in front of people in a way that's more relevant to them and their needs. I mean, very basic demand gen marketing as far as understanding the pain points, understanding the unique value proposition, you know, getting into the persona itself and making sure that whatever piece of that bigger brand narrative, you're now picking out the part that's relevant to them and getting it in front of them in the channels uh, that matter to them, the moments that matter to them in a way that they can take action in a way that you can measure their action. I um, mean, that's how you start to extract that value is by by making sure that whatever piece of that brand is most relevant to them is getting to them in a way that they they can actually consume it. Um, and I think that's, the, that's what's interesting about account-based marketing is it's kind of a flavor of, of marketing, you know, over the last, I don't know, five or 10 years, where the B2B world is getting very much uh, attuned to the, to the importance of personalization. Um, and, and of course, going after focusing and identifying and engaging with really high value accounts allows you to take that extra effort and the extra resources to try and personalize those campaigns uh, because you're going after a more targeted set uh, of accounts. Um, and that gives you the ability to make sure that you're you're tailoring that brand story or that brand promise to their industry or vertical to their company. And if you could pull it off down to their actual job function or their role on a buying committee. Right. So aligning the brand to the recipient in a, in a meaningful way. Absolutely. And, and what's meaningful to one person may not be meaningful to another. I mean, that, that the brand promise itself has a lot to it. Um, there's a, kind of an overarching brand narrative, but then there's these pieces of the brand that mean different things to different people. And our goal is to figure out which part of that brand story needs to get in front of a person based on what they need out of that particular brand. 
That, that's interesting. So let's double click into that. So do, to what extent do you figure that, you know, brand perception and the consistency of that brand promise impact the development of a successful go-to-market strategy, given the notion that a brand represents such a highly concentrated form of the strategy? The DNA of the brand should never change. The overarching narrative, the overarching brand promise needs to be consistent. In fact, that's critical, you know, to brand marketing in general. Um, it's just a question of what chapter of that, that book that is, you know, you need to read out of to that particular person. Um, so you absolutely need that consistency. You need the vision admission. You need the language. Um, you need the, the, the look and feel and design, you know, everything that, that, that is part of that brand experience and brand promise has to be consistent, but it's kind of a matter of, of what piece of that, that brand story is actually going to resonate the most. Uh, and so what I, you know, you're back to your question about what is growth marketing. It feels like a little bit, it's that translation layer between the brand promise and the, sort of the customer centric view of the world as to what they need. And it's that, that layer in between that, that starts, you know, that filters the, the brand promise into their world. Absolutely. And I mean, so understanding that, you know, as you just mentioned, there's several components to the overarching brand. To what extent does a robust brand marketing team play a critical role in facilitating the growth marketing process? And, you know, what kind of specific advantages could a specific team like that offer? Well, I mean, I think it's, especially in, in the B2B world, you know, the brand story of the brand marketing team needs to be very comprehensive because we've got to be able to, whether it's, you know, the product marketing component of it, or it's the, uh, the culture uh, of a company it, it the, you know, it's the, the ESG or the DEI initiatives that the brand marketing need, team needs to fully flesh out what it is that this brand stands for across, you know, a lot of different categories. So that when the demand gen and growth marketing team goes to, to, to construct a, an account-based marketing narrative, um, they have that toolkit already fleshed out to pull from. Um, and so I think, you know, the power of a good, well thought out brand strategy and brand marketing team is looking at all the potential storylines that are eventually going to be need, need to be told. And so giving someone in growth marketing, demand gen marketing, the seeds to plant into more specific campaigns or more verticalized context. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. And I think we're hearing this more and more from both an organizational level and, you know, team member level of being focused on the brand and how to kind of take that to the next level and to kind of switch gears here and think through, you know, a section of the podcast that a lot of our listeners really enjoy is around finding resources and content. And so I'm curious, David, from your perspective, are there, you know, books or blogs, newsletters, websites, videos, you know, any kind of content that our listeners can go out and consume that you would recommend? You know, it's amazing. There's just such an explosion of content out there um, that I, I think that, you know, a lot of people focus on sort of their own industry's content. Um, so, you know, I'm in sort of the customer experience industry, so I'm always, you know, looking for what's new and interesting and customer experience. And it's sort of ironic because customer experience is actually part of the marketing function itself. So, you know, being in the industry of delivering customer experience, but also being responsible for sort of creating a customer experience, uh, that tends to be where, where I focus. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of podcasts out there. I think I listened to quite a few of them during COVID and I've kind of taken a break from podcasts since then. Uh, but there's some new ones, uh, around some of the, the 
the bigger topics that are coming out, like generative AI. I think the Marketing AI Institute has a good podcast that I listened to uh, recently. Um, I tend to fall back on some of the classics uh, as far as like marketing strategy. Um, there's a book called Lords of Strategy uh, that kind of covers the the you know the where where marketing strategy and business strategy originated from. I believe there's you know there's obviously lots of uh, really good books out there you know, in recent years that talks about things like marketing automation, that talks about inbound marketing, um, that really helps sort of contextualize our time uh, and the tools and the things that are going on today. But again, I, I try to fall back on um, some of the, the more sort of classic views of what marketing is supposed to accomplish, what strategy is supposed to accomplish, what advertising is supposed to accomplish. One of my favorite folks is, you know, Ogilvy on advertising. Uh, I don't know how written 50 years ago, um, but it's very insightful about sort of the psychology of consumers. Um, and it translates into the B2B world as well. So, um, yeah, also things around the anthropology. Uh, there's a book called The Human Swarm uh, by Mark Moffat. Um, it really gets into, you know, how societies form and it looks at it through from an anthropological, psychological, sociological uh, uh, lens. Um, which I really believe that's what marketers are. Marketers are, are, are trying to capture the imagination of a given community or within a society. Uh, and the more you understand about how people think and what they believe and how that, how, you know, how economies work, I think the, the better you can sort of create the messaging that's going to cut through and really get at what, um, what, what buyers are as human beings really truly looking for out of out of their decisions, out of their career, out of their their own life's goals, and how how choosing a B two B vendor fits into the bigger picture of of their lines, um, and so I think it's important to keep that kind of macro context as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually just jotting down a couple of those uh, those titles that I hadn't heard of before, and I know I have a new reading list. I know our listeners will be excited for that as well. Um, now, you know, another kind of on the other side of that coin, right? Are there any people, uh, any folks out there that you would recommend, you know, other than yourself, you know, people get in touch with or follow because of the content they put out is, is worthwhile to take a look at? You know, that's a, that's a good, that's a good question. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot of good thought leaders out there. Um, ones that I'm sure your, your listeners have, have, have heard of already. Um, there are some definitely folks in my own personal network that I could, uh, I could recommend to you, uh, to follow up with, um, I don't really know off, off, you know, offhand of who I'd recommend at this point. Um, it things are changing so quickly in the in sort of the the marketing landscape that it, I really try to just get on LinkedIn and um, sort of look and see and kind of follow go down that rabbit hole of of topics uh, because I'm always surprised by who has a, a good opinion on things. It you don't really need to you don't really need to have fame and celebrity to have a great opinion. Uh, you just need to have really good experience with something. And I'm finding more and more, I don't recognize the names of the people that I'm reading. Um, I'm just, I'm just looking at the, the, the content that itself and the experience. That, and, you know, for instance, you know, I can't believe you could, I doubt you get through a podcast in the last three months without somebody mentioning chat GPT. But for instance, the people that are there, there are no, there are no established experts on something that new. So you have to kind of go through and you have to follow your own thread of, uh, you know, who you feel like is credible, um, who say things that resonate. Um, and, you know, perhaps over time, influencers will, will start to emerge. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I haven't seen that yet. It's still too new. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point. You don't have to find good content from an influencer. It can come from, a, you know, several different flavors and, and factors. So that's an excellent thing to keep in mind. Um, yeah, and I guess, you know, David, the last thing I'm curious of is if listeners want to get in touch with you and, you know, maybe dig a little bit more and follow your insights around brand marketing, is LinkedIn the best way to do that? Or is there another vehicle to be able to get in touch with you after the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. LinkedIn is probably uh, probably one of the best. Um you know, just have that window open all day, uh, you know, during breaks, reading some of the things that we're talking about, reading posts, uh, getting messages from people. So yeah, LinkedIn is terrific. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, David, I really enjoyed having you on our show today. I know our listeners are in for a treat, uh, thinking about everything brand marketing and yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for being on the show. You bet. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is smarter GTM for B2B brands to help marketing and sales teams spot the juiciest opportunities earlier and progress them faster. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demandbase TV. 